Tonight's story takes place when things were not as they are now. Like all stories, this one is true. Or at least as true as you might need it to be. If it comforts you to distance this story from your top worldview as a fanciful fey tale, then you may rest a blissful, if ignorant, slumber for the remainder of your days. If, however, you open your mind to the possibilities presented in these dusty pages without such paltry concerns as factuality, well, you might be a remarkable individual indeed, and I'll be glad to have known you. Welcome, friend, to Obside Fables. You three are a famous adventuring party. You have been on many, many adventures together. Too many and too famous to recount. Let's not dawdle on what the stories everyone knows. But for those who somehow still haven't heard, let's introduce each other, uh, yourself, one last time. Um, Oscar, who are you? Good day. I am Oscar Northang, uh, they, them pronouns. Uh, I am a giant beaver, and I carry around bits of tree and bush that I discover along our many multitudinous non-speakable of adventures. Uh, And through some strange craft of artifice, they seem to wander alive sometimes, uh, as a little pile of wood chippings and such that defends me. Uh, I have some quite effective tinkering skills. I can knock up quite most anything if I'm given enough time. Uh, And I am truly the brains of the operation, or at least... Or try to be. So, there's this giant beaver waddling along on the road. The, truly the face and indeed the brains of the party, the person everyone sees and instantly recognizes as the famous heroes of fabled legend. Right next to them is a centaur. That's Flora, if you please. Yeah, the centaur, Flora. My name's Flora. I am, as mentioned, a centaur. My hand quarters I splotch a mix of reddish purplish tones along with my tail. Uh, I tend to grow and pick plants that along the way, and I used to sell them and other things before joining this adventure party. Um, I carry with with me a rather dashing crystal focus. Is on my chest and my trusty slang. I try to be friendly, but I'm more speed and thinking things through than talking to people. I leave that to Oscar. And the final member of our party, Mayrick. Would you be riding on the back of the centaur? I have been known to. I am Mayrick, struggler, struggler. Mood. 
I am Merrick, smuggler extraordinaire. You may refer to me with they them pronouns, though I doubt you'll perceive me long enough for it to matter. I see much, I am a master of close-up magic and sleight of hand, and what little I don't perceive is hardly worth seeing. So, this well-known, famous, eclectic group are on the road, heading towards the city of Ethdam. If there's a festival coming up, you've just had one of you, you've just finished one of your famous adventures, the, the whole thing with the dragon and the giants and a god showed up, you know, the usual... And you just, you want to relax. There's a festival showing up. There's always a fun market. And Oscar, this is your hometown. It's going to be incredible to get home and show you all around the place. Show you the great big dam. I can finally show you my lodge. I spent so long working on it and I'll probably need to shore it up again. (sighs) Memories. So what sort of festival is this exactly? Uh, Oscar, give me a history roll. Yeah. Uh, that's a 26. Yeah, with the 26, you know it has been the uh, the 100-year anniversary since the first settlers here built the dam, creating the lake that the whole town is based around. It's like a centennial celebration of the creation of this entire lake. It used to be a river, and then they dammed it up 100 years ago. Well, that's mighty impressive. Maybe we could procure a boat and spend some time on the water. Oh, I mean, definitely can do that, but uh, then you'd only see the over-city. Uh, the lake top is fine and all that. There's, like, a floating market and uh, various passageways. Uh, it's quite pretty, but uh, actually, the real wonders are far beneath the surface. The lower city the the lake bottom is where you can just go swimming free and you can see all of the works that have been wrought down there sounds intriguing as oscar is telling you about the um lake top and lake bottom and the the city in general you you've arrived you walk through a large wooden though still very strong seeming gate and you're instantly surrounded by people. There are banners everywhere. There's mu- music coming from all directions. And uh, watch your step, because there's also canals crisscrossing every- everything. What do you do? Flora is just very cautious of all of the water. Does not want to fall in. I immediately look for whatever seems the most entertaining. So if you look around uh, almost absentmindedly. There's no not much going on here. There's mostly just houses and people bustling around. A few stalls selling some drinks, maybe some snacks. But a lot of people are walking further into the city, and there's just some a lot of noise coming from more the more the center of the city. Without a word to the others, I start heading towards the source of the noise. Oh, Merrick, uh, if you want to come here just one second before you run off. Every time. Yes. I can uh, make life a little bit easier for you. There are some hawkers around the edge of the lake, but uh, one of my special abilities from home has always been to allow people a little more help around the lake. Uh, If you would just be so kind as to come a little closer. Uh, 
and uh, Oscar's going to pull out some, like, tweaks uh, and start just quickly pull pulling them together into a little structure. Uh, if you wish to clip this around your mouth, you will find it easy to breathe underwater. Uh, and they hand you little, effectively, respirators. Oh, th thank you. Thank you, Oscar. That's quite all right, just in case you fall in or anything. Uh, it is the water breathing spell, so it will last for 24 hours. Cool. Merrick looks a little amused at the idea of them falling. Uh, a sea elf walks up to the three of you and says, You three seem a little lot... Well, no. Oscar, is that you? Gosh, I haven't seen you in years. You know it. I have been out adventuring, but I have brought back, finally, my pile of tweaks for the dam, and I am ready to return it to my home. So, no, we're not lost. We're just taking in the sight. So I haven't been here, as you say, in forever. So, sorry to assume. It's just, you don't see centaurs in the uh, F-Dam every day, with uh, all the bridges and the lake and whatnot. Are you, have you returned for the festivals? That we have. We couldn't miss our hundred-year anniversary. No one could miss it. It's the biggest party of the century. I've heard they got some real, real fancy party, even. What was their name? Neramin or something like that? Can't say I've heard of him, but I don't pay attention to the most recent trends. Well, I'm sure it costs the council a lot of money. Anyways, uh, good, good to see you back again. Uh, I'll be happy to see you around. With a hero like you, the city will surely be safe. If you want to go visit the festivals, they're on the, they're on the lakeshore, the northeast side. Perfect, but just a little bit of feedback on that. It was a very ominous way that you said that the city would probably be fine with us here, so that's quite scary. You know how, you know how the world is. Next week there might be a dragon or something, but if you're around, no dragon would dare to attack us. Well, I don't know about that. There was this dragon last week. Trails off into explaining the recent stories. <laughs> the sea elf will just happily walk along and listen while leading you um, through some canal, uh, through some streets lined the side of canal, the sides of canals. There are boats, uh, boats going crisscross all over, with either empty ferrying people back and forth or ferrying goods, and sometimes uh, aquatic races will pop their head out. Mermaids, sea elves, beaver folk, name it, and it's there. As you approach the um, westernly edge of the lake. You can see the lake top and lake top district uh, spanning before you. Rising from the lake, which is which is quite large. There's just a lot of wooden buildings, but they don't they don't seem shoddy. They are very well made, and they almost look like skyscrapers stretching up into the sky. And so then, when the dragon tried to breathe fire on us. We were like, no, absolutely not, got out of the way, and then a god wandered down and thanked us for dealing with the problem. It wasn't quite that easy now, was it? You're exaggerating. Oh, well, you know how it is. You just gotta tell the best story. It sounds like quite a story. Oh, we're, we're at the lake. I'm, I'm sure you can, you know, the way back, you know. You live, you live here all this way, you know how to get to the uh, other shore. I'll leave you and your... 
companions to it. Maybe I'll need to start stocking up on uh, fire repellents. Oh, absolutely. It's been a pleasure for you to be our little guide through this place. Uh, and I'm going to toss them a coin of relevant value. Your character sheet does not have any money. Oh, uh, that's because I didn't bother because I spent most of it, but not all of it. But Fair. Uh, you toss them a gold coin and they uh, they catch it in their palm and go, A gold? Wow, you really have become rich. They pocket it and uh, wave and leave head head back to their home. You are now on on the shore. But the festival's on the other side. There's already a firework going off here or there, though not much. How do you... What do you want to do? Is there, like, a ferry service, or...? Oh, uh, yeah. There are a lot of boats going back and forth. Though there's also some floating walkways. Uh, floating walkways here and there. They are a little unsteady, but people seem to be using them without concern. They're mostly just bobbing up and down on the waves. How would you recommend us going across? The particularly scenic route, or...? Well, I think there's uh, plenty of things to do, so we can chill out, right? There's no immediate concerns. A small rowboat, though... A small rowboat uh, rows up to you, manned by a uh, a dwarf using some extenders on the paddles. He looks up at you and goes, Oi, you need a lift? That would be quite appreciated, I think. I'm not, obviously, uh, needing to partake, but more friends here seem to be averse to getting a little bit wet. Too cold per passenger. I dive in the lake. The dwarf looks miffed. Will your boat be steady with me on there? Uh, it's fine, it's fine. Four gold for you. You're twice as big. Four gold? For the toll, for the passage. Cool. We'll pay the four gold. Which is double the normal amount because it's two gold per person. Yeah. We'll just sort of sigh and just pay the four because can't be bothered arguing. The dwarf doesn't even tie the rowboat to the dock you are standing on, just holds on to like a a pole and watches as you get in. You barely fit. With the dwarf there too, there's no space for anyone else. I suppose it's a good thing they both can swim, ain't it? Mm. I guess so, though I'm I'm tempted to still ask him gold for, you know, miss, make me miss out on for the customers. All right, here we go. And uh, he goes off. Visibly straining under the weight of an extra horse plus person, basically. I can't swim somewhere if you want to let me out earlier, if you want to go back. No refunds. I'm not asking for a refund. I'm I'm just thinking, you look like you're working mighty hard there, and it might be unnecessary. I can do it, I can do it. Just hold your horses. Oh, I'm not sure that's a wise turn of phrase to be using with a centaur. I don't appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, whatever. Just continues to grumble the rest of the way under his breath. Eventually, he does pull up to a dock and just stares at you. Flares back as she gets out. And the gold holds out his hand. I paid you on the other side. Yeah, but you made me miss out on more customers. Give me more. No! Ugh, fine. He rose off. Scam artist. Oh, 
terribly sorry about that, Flora. Not everyone in this beautiful city is so grumpy. Well, Carson, in, in, you came from here, didn't you? I did. So, you are now at, at the festival. There are people all around of a lot of aquatic races, but also a lot of other races. Humans, humans, dwarves, halflings, everything you can imagine. Um, this used to be just a piece of farmland, just just a paddock, but it's been stamped flat by many, many people walking around. At the center, a stage has been built, and there's a group of uh, a group of bards tuning their instruments and playing short ditties. And where you are standing at the entrance of one of the entrances of the festival area, there's also a, a smaller stage with yet another um, group of bots. Just checking out all your passive uh, investigations. <clears throat> yeah. Oscar and Mayrick, you notice that the bards at the, the smaller stages around the festival are wearing the same uniform as the bards and the center sage. What do you think? I wonder if they're trying out that surround sound thing I've heard about. Oh, that would be incredible, yeah. Oh, I saw some diagrams about how to do that. I was going to ask if you thought they were all the same college. Yours is a much better idea. Well, that's what I mean. They're all working together to surround us with sound. Precisely. So it would make sense that they'd... They'd know each other. Oh, an awful lot of them. Does it seem an unusually large amount of bards for the size of the space? Right, and especially if most of the budget was blown on one particularly notorious bard. They can't all be backing musicians. Can I have a little bit of a poke around if there's like a green room area or something? Uh... What's a green room? Remind me, like, out of character? Um, like a performer's waiting room. Oh, um, that would be at this, the center stage, probably. There's, like, a tent set up behind the stage. Uh, you are still at the edge, so you'd have to, like, get there through the crowds and such. Yeah, I just say to the others, what do you say we have a bit of a look around? Oh, I think that's an excellent idea. And head off at a brisk but not unusually so pace towards the tent. Mm-hmm. As you approach the center of the uh, market fair area, there is of course the center stage. With um, uh, sitting at the front of the stage, uh, there's a an, an elven bard tuning their violin. It's inlaid with gold, and they're uh, they're holding like a really fancy silver to bow, and in front of them is already a small crowd gathering, cheering basically every time they play a single single string to see how it, how it is tuned. Um, at the edges of the stage, some some workers not wearing the colors of the bards are setting up some uh, something that looks like just horns on sticks, pointing pointing away from the stage and towards the crowd in various directions. Interesting setup. I mean, unless anyone else objects, I'm just going to keep trying to get into the tent. Roll me a stealth check. Okay. That is a 17. Uh, let me double check what his passive perception was. <laughs> meets it, beats it. Yes. 
<laughs> Master smuggler. His passive perception is 17, so isn't it like... Wait, are are you setting the DC or is he setting the DC? Hmm. I, th- I think he is. Because it's trying to sneak past him. Fair. Okay, you you sneak off, like, moving through the crowd at just a natural pace, moving with the flow and the uh, excitement, and you, when you get to the front, you dart off and somehow get under the stage. Naramin didn't, didn't notice. He was just, for a moment, just looking down at his violin again. And no one in the stage, no one in the crowd noticed either. You are now under the stage and crawling towards the tent, which is directly connected to the stage. Awesome. I think purely for practicality, Flora hasn't followed. It's probably, it's probably like trying to be subtle and keep guard. Oscar, are you do, doing anything? Um, now might be the time for it. So I'm going to make a bit of a distraction uh, and get out my alchemy jug. Uh, anyone want a pint of beer? Uh, as my alchemy jug suddenly starts brimming with four gallons of beer. So I can give out like 16 pints to people uh, just to... Create a bit of a buzz and draw people away from the tent. There's like a dozen, two dozen people already standing on the space, and a great deal of them do turn around and say, yeah, yeah, I'll have a beer, I'll have a pint. What kind of beer you got? Oh, I hope it's not that elvish stuff. They don't know how to make beer. Shut up, just take the beer. And a group of people just start surrounding you, holding out uh, little paper cups. Cool. Then I should have more than enough for two dozen if it's not pint cups. Uh, and just, yeah, pour, pour it out there. Here you go, here you go, happy centenary. Wink at Flora. Uh, Flora, are you scanning the crowd? Are you actively looking around? Only so much to kind of be able to give notice if someone looks like they might be questioning what's going on. In fact, someone who looks like a city guard is walking towards you. Oi, oi, you got a license for selling alcohol? Are they selling it? I thought they were just giving it out. Precisely, officer. I am simply sharing my joy with the rest of the world. If you'd like me to stop, then that's absolutely fine, but no transactions are happening today. Not with me, anyway. Ain't no money changed hands here. Well, then, I can't find you, but you still should stop. If everyone starts handing out free free drinks, then all the stalls will go out of business. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about our economy? Oh, fear not. I can only do, like, 16 points of this today, so that's more than enough to get people buzzed, and then they'll pay more money at your stalls. Yeah, let's just stop. Stop serving alcohol. And you, sca- all of you, scatter. The party's over. Go go celebrate somewhere else. Bit of a sour puss, eh, Flora? What do you expect, city guards? Uh, Merrick. Hello. You have crawled under the uh, stage and are now popping your head, like, under the tarp of the tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me, like, a quick... Give me a perception check. <laughs> Can I not just use my passive? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> now, roll for it. Okay. Let's go with the sparkle dice. Um, 
That's a lot better than my passive, actually. That is a 28. <laughs> that is indeed a bit better. <laughs> On a 28, you see that the there are no one is in the tent right now, but there is talking right outside the tent. Like, they're just, just, just outside, possibly having a smoke or something of the sort. Uh, it's... It's very comfortably but casually set up. It's there's just like the the grass on the ground. They put down a simple bench, a, a couple ta- tables and chairs with on the table some papers. Uh, there's a, a lot of musical instruments and uh, musical musical instrument carrying cases and just even just a full full organ somehow with the pipes uh, disconnected but still uh, tied up stalled next to it. I'm going to have a poke through these papers. I just kind of want to see, like, this is a lot of people. What is happening? <laughs> like, did, did they spend all of the budget on this guy? Are you just um, looking at just the top papers or are you rifling through them? I'm rifling. All right. On the top, there'd be a lot of just musical notation and songs and such. Mm-hmm. Um, as you'd expect. As you go deeper, the songs... Um, there's more songs, but they seem less familiar. The names are Stranger. There are little notations in the, in the music sheets that... Uh, give me an Arcana check. Arcana? Uh, <laughs> that's a natural 20 for a 20. Amazing. <laughs> These are bards. These are magical bards, so this is... There's little extra notations in their sheet music for how to channel the magic best. There's a few spells you recognize, simple spells. Uh, illu- major Illusion, Invisibility, Prestidigitation, uh, some interesting ones, couple combat spells. There's even a Fireball music sheet there. And as you go down on the bottom, you find a sheet that's uh, got the magic for... Otto's Irresistible Dance. Seems like they'll make this a uh, great party one way or another. Well, that feels like cheating. And I have a quick rifle around for any loose cash and leave. You find a couple uh, couple silver, like 12 silver. If you rifle between the couch cushions, you can find like another two gold. Nice. Do you, do you leave the same way you came or do you try another exit? I'm going to leave the same way I came. I know that one is... Is safe. All right, give me another stealth check. <laughs> that's that's less good. That's ten. You duck under the uh, under the tent again, and you duck under the stage again. Crawl all the way across, and you are about to roll out and uh, jump, uh, c- connect with the crowd again. But the crowd's surprisingly gone, or much less thin. And the elf on the stage is, at that moment, just looking up. So he sees you appear from under the stage and uh, roll into open space. Oh, hi there. Mm, you must be a fan. Sorry, but the show's not started, starting yet. You should enjoy the stalls, the games. I take out one of the coins I've just nicked and say, No, I just dropped this. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you found it then. Go spend it on something nice. I've heard there's, I've heard there's some fun games, and don't worry, you'll know when the show starts. He winks at you. 
how petty do I want to be? Oh, come on. Oh, come on. You know how petty you want to be. I cast, I use Minor Illusion to make a mini version of him, but, like, everything's kind of exaggerated and caricatured. Oh, how adorable. And then I just blow on it and it, like, dissipates. Oh, how adorable. Yeah, I can do that too. He plays a simple fiddle, simple fiddle trick, and and the two, both you and him, but miniaturized and cartoonified, appear appear and start dancing circles around each other. I'll hope to see you. I'll hope to see you when the events begins. Now run along. I leave slowly. What have Oscar and Flora been doing in the meanwhile? Enjoying a nice cup of beer, most certainly. Are there any, like, carnival games? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're, you're surrounded by them. Are there any that involve, like, um, shooting or throwing things to knock them over? Oh, yeah. There's um, there's a game where, like, you have, a bu- uh, like, six cans stacked on top of each other in a pyramid, and you go, like, throw them, knock them over with a ball. Flora is playing that. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's... That'll be two silver to play. One second. Uh, I can never remember the indie money conversions because I am a fool. Ten, ten, ten. Okay, you say two to play. Two silver for one ball, five silver for three balls. Okay, in that case, it's going to have five balls. So five silver? Five silver for three balls. How much was it for? Two silver for one ball. Five silvers for three balls. Okay, it's going to get three balls then. Yeah, thank you very much. He hands you three balls. They're like softball sized, but much, much lighter. Almost like they're just filled with air. Thank you kindly. She says while sort of weighing them in her hand. Make me a dex, uh, a dex check when you throw them. Okay. Uh, one at a time? Uh, yeah, one at a time. Uh, 16? With your first throw, you you throw it hard. You you knock, like, three three cans over. You knock one of the bottom three cans and let the top two just collapse downwards. How many are left? Two balls left. No, how many cans? Oh, three cans left. Okay. You knocked half of them down. Not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. Great first start. Dirty 20. Wonderful. You... You knock the two of the three remaining cans left. The only can remaining is the center bottom can. You almost seem to hit it, but it just—it must have just barely missed, but hit the other can. One ball left. Can I make a, per- a, a retroactive, I guess, perception or insight? Uh, what do you want to do with it? Do I think I missed, or do I think this is stuck? Make an investigation check. 18. You did hear something, and it did wobble a bit, but it d- didn't seem to move. It's possibly stuck. Hmm. The shop, the shop, the, the stall tender is smiling at you, just passively like they smile at everyone. Hmm. One ball left. Can I cast Mage Hand behind the table that the cup is stood on? Uh, Yeah. So out of sight is the point. Yeah. Uh, and I want, when the third ball comes, to try and just give a little helping hand. 
by just nudging the table or uh yeah kind of like knocking the table in fact Mm. first of all can i try and go under the table and feel around for if there's a mechanism or like if there's anything trying to keep it there uh sure you your uh, mage hand uh disappears on the table softly taps around and you you don't feel anything uh no you don't feel anything under the table uh, in which case, back to plan A, and we'll try and just nudge it uh, when uh, Flora inevitably hits it with her third ball, uh, mm-hmm. just to make sure that there's nothing... Untoward. Yes, that's precisely. All right. But I'll only do that if she hits it. I'm not trying to cheat for her. I'm just trying to make sure that they're not cheating her. Uh, that is... Maths... Contact seventeen. With a seventeen, you you wind up your arm. You've gotten used to the weight of these balls. You wind your arm back and you throw it. It hits the can. The can wobbles very clearly, but just fall goes back goes back standing right side up. The stall tenant looks at you Oh so sorry. It's it was a real good attempt though. Wanna try again? Is is that even with the little mage hand help? Even with the little mage hand help. Can I now try and actively, now that the game is over, can I actively try and lift the cup off the table with the mage hand? It's too heavy to be heavy to be lifted by mage hand. Oh, five pounds! <laughs> it's too heavy. Jesus Christ! Oh boy! Uh, I raise a little eyebrow at Flora. <laughs> no, I think I'm fine. Thank you. Well, your loss. Hmm. Have the day you deserve, and then just leaves. <laughs> well, that certainly was something to say. They they turn around, stack the cans again, having visual, being surprised that the last can remaining moved, but still like sh- sliding it back into place, not even lifting it. Uh, when they have finished stacking their tower, just before my mage hand dissipates, I'm going to knock it over. <laughs> They just look exasperated. Can I be really petty? Go ahead. <laughs> I think this is just a petty party. Yeah. <laughs> how how big roughly is the booth? Oh no. Oh boy. I'd say probably five by five, fitting in a five by five square. Or maybe ten by five? I don't know. Okay, perfect. That booth now it stinks of skunk. Cause I'm using Druidcraft. <laughs> oh God! It says harmless sensory effect, but it's a skunk, so I don't <laughs> think it's harmless. <laughs> if Flora has her way, that ma- that store will not get more customers this day. It is a faint smell of skunk, but it's still very clearly skunk. Oh yeah, the stall owner bookkeeper just gags very very loudly starts gagging and tearing up and just sticking her head out of the booth to breathe. Oh, God, help me. Five sorrow. You will have the day you deserve, even if I have to give it to you. It is certainly the day for ominous statements. I hope the one made to us doesn't come true. Yes, me too. Speaking of, should we try and find out where our companions get on to? 
Well, in my experience, one does not simply find merit. Uh, you are found by them. True enough. Where shall we go wait to be found by them? Please tell me that that is the moment when I reappear. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was thinking that, like, and that, that, at that moment, Merrick is seen leaning against uh, Flora's f- flank. And there they are. Rod on cue. My ears were burning. We were simply seeing how we're pro at hiding you are. I do my best. I barely even felt you there. So, it's, it's still a little before the, uh, before the fest, the action, the main event that the head bard was talking about will begin. Dear, there's stalls all around you. There's shops of all kinds. There's drinks, there's snacks. There's people. What do you want to do? I want to gossip to Oscar and say it doesn't seem that the bards have a particular confidence in their entertaining abilities and explain what I found. I mean, that makes sense. If I haven't heard of this bard, then whilst I am not the most attuned to popular culture... Surely I would have heard if it were someone worth spending the entire budget of this festival on. So maybe they've got a little stage fright. Wouldn't be surprised if they'd charmed the organisers in the first place. Is that, like, a serious fear that we should check out? Wait, maybe there's a paper trail. Surely we'd be able to find receipts, and then we'd know who they must have charmed. It does seem a little bit more interesting than donuts and ring toss. Oscar immediately looks crestfallen. Well, we could have donuts first. <laughs> right you are. I buy us donuts with stolen money. <laughs> As you should. Of course it's stolen. The donuts have a wood pulp filling. You bought them from a beaver stall. <laughs> I eat around it. Oh, are you uh, not going to finish that? I don't want to eat too much fibre. Oh, I mean, I could tidy it up for you if you're uh, willing. I hand the wood pulp to Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Floor debates it and then just shrugs and eats the whole thing. I'm debating whether or not to give you a condition for that. <laughs> See, the thing is, I feel like the stomachs in the horse part are going to be fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> True. Like, same logic as satyrs. The animal half is fine with it, so I think the rest of it is. Oh, with with humanoid teeth, though, to get through (laughs) it in the first place. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you think centaurs have to eat rocks like birds do so they have something to help grind up the food? Yeah. Yes. They just, every centaur just carries a blender. The blender is designed by, by centaurs for centaurs. Inappropriate by other cultures. It's just a jar of pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, what else is a blender than a jar of pebbles but motorized? <laughs> a, a jar of knives. Psh, that's the fancy model. <laughs> <laughs> Go pay extra for metal. Does Flora have the jar of knives or the jar of rocks? <laughs> How fancy is Flora? I feel like when it comes to food, Flora's fancy. Then you probably have the knife jar. I'm adding that to my inventory now. (laughs) And it it will be labelled knife jar. Iconic. So, you three have decided to track down the paper trail of how the bards got hired, if I interpret that correctly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because 
because this isn't my training mystery. I'm sure I know some people who, even if they didn't organise this, would be able to point us in the right direction. And I'm just nosy. Um, after a little wandering around, you do come across an information booth with like a map of the grounds and pointing people in the direction of specific games or food stalls or that, that sort of stuff. Has it got like a pamphlet map that we can take away as well? Oh, absolutely. I'll take three. You get three rolls of parchment that if you unscroll, just have a little, a little like a, a illusion glyph on there to have it sp- sparkle and shine and have little il- illusionary fireworks. And then there's just a really regular map on the parchment. It plays the same illusion with the same ta-da sound every time you open it. I'm not going to lie, I was really hoping it was going to be a little you are here. <laughs> no, no. It's an annoying birthday card, but map form. Uh-oh. Yeah. The, the information booth could probably tell you more about, like, where and when to find stuff, or you can just wander around more. But, like, the organizers aren't going to be walking around randomly, you know? Good eye there, coined stall sitter. Happy festival. How could I help you? Happy festival, indeed. Uh, we were hoping to try and find out who was the organizer of this phenomenal event so that we could thank them ourselves. Why, that would be the city council, as every year on the anniversary they organize it. Any particular branch or councillor led the charge on this one? <laughs> why do you why do you want to know? If you want to talk if you want to talk to the council or the organizers, I I can try and see what I can do, but that's not something normally done for visitors. Oh, I just didn't want to pester the whole damn council, you know, on this beautiful night of festivities. If I could get right to the people who, you know, did their legwork, like planned the event and brought in the entertainment, that sort of thing. Surely Oscar isn't a visitor. You're, you're from here. Did you Did you vote for the council? Oh, I did. I sent him more postal vote. The information booth looks a little sceptical at that. Uh, what's, what skill would politics be? Hmm. Probably history, or maybe just intelligence. Charisma or persuasion? Yeah, straight intelligence. For little old me? Yeah. Oh, a treat. Uh, 24? Yeah. Um, now you think about it, you've never heard anyone else talk about... Voting. It's really only something your parents did to teach you about politics and how to be involved. It's the common folk doesn't vote for the council in this city. Oh no. Or think I have been duped by more parents. When I've been sending them my postal vote every year, <laughs> they must have been wood chipping it. I'm so sorry to hear that, sir. Uh, if I could help you with anything, again, I. Why would. Why would you need to talk to the organisers of the festival? Well, we are prolific adventurers, renowned across the land, and I thought I would bring my friends here and show them around, and it's such a wonderful time that we're having, and I thought we might give our gratitude directly to the organiser. Not to mention our endorsement for their wonderful work on the council. Ah, ah, right, right. Honored guests. We'll we'll follow this under honored guest rule. Um, if you follow me, to right this way, 
Uh, and the the stall stall worker just uh, says something to their coworker and um, jumps up jumps over the counter and lands in front of you. You now notice it. It's a it's just a halfling. Though they were wearing some a headband to make him look a little like a sea elf. Uh, they start leading you to one of the actual proper buildings rather than tents on the edge of the fe- festival. And once they're just nods to the gods, gestures at you and heads back to the thing. The gods, the god turns to you and says, mm, what's your business? We are honored guests being brought to see the organizer of this fine event. Mm-hmm. They pull out a little clipboard and start looking at like a list. Names? We the strugglers. I am Oscar Norfang. Mm. Oscar Norfang, Oscar Norfang. I don't see you on the list. Um, a door, the door he is guarding opens up and uh, someone just walks out. Well, a, uh, I am blanking on the name of a race. What was it like? The sea elves are like the surf area. What were the deep ones? Were the tritons? Yeah, the triton. Thank you. Um, the door behind the guard opens up. And a a tiefling walks out. A tiefling walks out, followed by a triton, who waves, uh, who waves, pats him on the shoulder, and the tiefling walks off. The triton then turns to you, makes eye contact with Oscar. Oscar, you know this. This is your childhood best friend. I do not have a. Ah! <laughs> I do not have a name. Sorry, I'm not my forte. Queethrow. Oscar. Oh, I didn't know you were in town. Uh, you've come for the fest- festival, then? Precisely. We just arrived here, what, maybe an hour ago? Ah, yeah, yeah. Makes If you were in town already, I'd, I'd probably have known. Come in, come in. The, yeah, these are fine. They're honored guests. Let them in. And the guard just nods and let, lets you three go into uh, enter the building. So It's been so long since I've seen you. I've heard you've become some big shot adventurer. Or wouldn't go that far. More friends here are far more accomplished than I, eh? I mean, you... We do all do it together. It's more a question of different skills that work together. Oh, Oscar, always so humble. I myself haven't been sitting still either. I've... I've I've gone into politics. I'm on a council. Haven't you heard? Congratulations! (laughs) I thought I wrote letters to you. Hmm. Well, it seems my parents are not to be trusted. So if you got my address off them, then it could have been wrong. Uh, whose parents are trustworthy? Yeah, I'm the councillor for the uh, Lake Bottom District. Congratulations. That is an exceptional step up. Yeah, it, was, it really was. It wasn't easy, but I really was best fit for the job. Now, I have... Why are you here? Here, have you come visit us? Do you have an appointment? What is there anything you wanted to talk to talk about? Is anyone else watching, or is it just us four in the room? There's you're in a kind sort of lobby. There's a lot of people just milling about. Other fancy looking folk. You can just tell from the their clothes, and they they are fancy. Um, but none are really paying attention to you. We'll uh. We actually wanted to talk to some people on the council, perhaps. Uh, my friend Merrick has some questions, I believe. 
Oh, questions? I'm sure that any of your doubts can be answered. Why don't we head into my office? And um, they walk up the stairs and go through big fancy double doors. Do all of you follow? I certainly do. Don't see any reason not to. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I... Because we're being a bit... Sus- oh, Oscar is a bit suspicious of things at this point, since we're trying to unco- see if there's a conspiracy to uncover. Mm-hmm. Um, can I insight check uh, Quithro to just see... Like, I haven't seen them in a while, but are they, like, more hoity-toity? Are they, like, charmed, considering that was something we were afraid of? Is there a way I can try and discern that? Uh, sure. Roll insight. It is so nice not to have a negative in this. Uh, <laughs> 24. Um, on a 24, you know that while um, Quistro has, he, he has grown up, but it's still, he still seems the same. He doesn't seem charmed. He's always been, you, you both grew up in the Lake Bottom District, or at least near there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always been the fanciest place in town. You're both... He's he's very posh. You might be a little posh, too. He's just... He's not much different. He's just uh, grabbing power and being posh. Okay. Yeah, then I'm happy to follow. So, uh, he sits down behind a desk and just looks at you. So, what can I be of assistance? I look at Merrick. Well, we were mostly wondering who was responsible for hiring the entertainment. Oh, that would be me, yes. Nerman is quite... He's really something else. He's quite the... Quite the bard. Has been touring for most of the past two years, even. Um, We're very lucky we could schedule him to be here on this very festival day. That's funny, because I had never heard of him before. And do we want to tell him about the spells... You've never heard of him before? Oh, why? I, I, re- I really don't know why. He's, he's become quite a sensation. He even wrote, he wrote many new songs. People are singing them all over the place. Where did you first hear of him? I think it was... Hmm. I was traveling around a bit, and I was in a town, and I, just, I heard of a concert of, his, concert of his. And as Oscar knows, I'm just, I've always been quite a fan of live music. And especially those string instruments. The way he can play a violin is unlike anyone else. It's truly quite magical. Literally, if you if, if you include the light shows. Light, light shows. shows? Yeah. Special effects, forcing people to dance. Is it really forcing people to dance if the rhythm is, rhythm is so contagious? It is if you're using literal spells to do so. Ah, he's a bard. The, the, of course the light show is not done with actual lamps. Who can get such a perfect straight line? That's just illusion magic. Merrick puts his head in his hands for a moment and says, No, he is using a spell to physically force people to dance, which is probably a part of why he has such a reputation, because his concerts look great even if people aren't enjoying them. Have you even heard of his music before? I think you're quite quick to jump to the conclusions. I kind of look over at Oscar and... Well, mostly at Oscar, just like, how honest can I be with this guy? I kind of try and ask it with my eyes. I've got 18 passive insights, probably fine, right? 
Um, I think that uh, we should put our cards on the table here, my dear friend. I have seen his sheet music. He fully intends to enchant the crowd. Hmm, I see. Well, if no one gets hurt, then what's what's the issue? We paid a lot of good money for him. We really need this. We really need him to draw more people. It's the hundred year anniversary. This is supposed to be the party of the century. Up until the next another hundred year passes, of course, and we'll have an even bigger party. But well, you simply have to go all out. How else are we supposed to make make money, make revenue? We're getting a lot of tax on all these uh, stalls and stalls, don't you know? So you'd rather have people be literally enchanted and unable to control their own bodies than lose out on some money. That's what you're telling us. I look at Oscar and say, I'm afraid your politician friend is a politician. (laughs) And I walk out. It's, besides, it's probably only auto's irresistible dance. That's one person at a time? Perhaps used for a little parlor trick or used on one of his, one of his groupies. But no real harm. Or suppose if the target is willing and consenting, then sure. All right, I apologise for bringing this before you, Quithro. Although I do agree, you have certainly stepped into your role as a politician quite well. Uh, Well, someone had to do it. This town needs leadership, Oscar. You saw that as well as I did. You just left to find somewhere else. Or for whatever reason you left. I don't really know. Or left to ensure the future of our great dam and the security of our town. I agree that leadership is required, but don't forget that a leader is leading people. And it is doing the best for them, and not yourself, Quithro. Leading the people does not get me a spot on the council. Leading the council members and the rich, the rich people in the um, Lake Bottom district, that got me the spot. I'll make this town great, just you see. Don't forget where you came from, Quithro. It's an easy, slippery slope from here. Don't forget where you came from, Oscar. Have a nice festival. I don't like your friend. Or don't think I do, either. Even if it is just one at a time, I'm... There's an ethical concern. And when I'm saying that, you know it's bad. If you're saying that, we need to call someone. Yeah. Are you just standing in the lobby? Are you moving, leave, uh, going out the building? Oh, I assumed we'd left the building? Mm-mm, oh. I was picturing you'd left the office, at least, but yeah. not... So we went out the big double doors, right? Yeah. Um, because, it, well, we have a world-class smuggler in the main council building, and the council member who was supposedly a friend and potential source of information was particularly unhelpful, so perhaps we need to help ourselves to that information. I'm assuming Merrick's already gone. <laughs> Merrick is waiting to be pointed in a direction. Would I know where any, like, records halls were or anything in here? Um, give me a straight intelligence check to deduce where it probably is. Uh, ten. Just a ten? 
Just a ten. Uh, I can flash it. Fourteen. Flash it? Flash of genius. Oh, yeah. Um, with a fourteen, you do rec- recall that this is not the actual official council mem- councilman business that is on the top of the Lake Top District overlooking the whole city. This is probably just a temporary, but still very official building. They wouldn't have a basement, but they probably have a a small record room for all um, festival business and in the back somewhere. I'll point Merrick as best I can. I don't know exactly where it is, but I would imagine it's out there somewhere. Could possibly be under the surface of the water as well, uh, but probably less likely. Give me a quick perception check, or what's your passive perception? Give me a perception check. Eric? No, Oscar. As, like, giving directions. Uh, 16. All right. You you notice that in the lobby there's, like, a secretary sitting at a desk, and behind, a little to, little to the right, and behind the secretary there's a double door. Unlabeled, but still, like, that's, that's probably where they'd keep all the, you know, the uh, rooms you don't want random strangers in, that's so the non-offices, and probably also the record room. I will surreptitiously point it out. Is there anyone in this room other than us three? There is the aforementioned secretary. Ah, yes. And there's um, two uh, two noble-looking uh, elves. It seems like a wood and a high elf just chatting on one of the couches in the lobby. With my 20 pounds of perception, can I tell if they would, if they're paying any particular attention to us? Um, they seem really in their discussion. Like, there's a lot of very exaggerated hand movement. There's, they burst out laughing. They are not looking in your direction at all. The, the, the nobles are very distracted. And the secretary? The secretary is uh, riding away at the desk, but is also occasionally just looking up and scanning the room. And her eyes has fallen on you three a couple times, but she isn't doing anything at the moment. Okay, I'm going to try and get to somewhere where the secretary isn't going to notice. There's a a door labeled as bathrooms. Cool, I go into the bathroom, I transform into Queethrow, and I come back out. <laughs> I did not expect that. Sure. <laughs> and go I ahead. confidently lead the other two into these back rooms. Incredible. The secretary um, looks up, sees Queethrow, uh, nods, and just goes back to her work. You are through the door. There is a door, like two doors down on the right, li- with just labeled uh, records. Yeah, head down. And here, I was thinking we'd have to cause problems on purpose. You still can, at some point. You'll get to. You don't become a master smuggler without knowing how to get into places. You enter the Hall of Records. It's small. There's only like a couple, like a couple boxes. You could very easily like uh, scan, scan through it for information. One of the boxes is just labeled "The Bards" with red tape surrounding it. Literal red tape. That's a rather literal metaphor. Do you open the box, or...? Wait, can I, like... Does it look trapped? No. It's not... The red tape isn't surrounding the box, it's just there's red tape on the 
of surrounding the label of the box, I meant. Oh, no, I mean, like, does the box look trapped? No. Or, like, or like any security on it? No, not really. Uh, can I cast Arcane Lock on the door of the room that we're in? Oh, smart. Clever. Sure. Remind me of the effects of that spell. Uh, so I touch a closed door in this case, and it becomes locked. Uh, I and my friends that I designate when I cast this can open it normally. Uh, so I'll designate the other two. Uh, I can set a password, but I'm not going to. Uh, it's impassable until the door is broken or the spell is dispelled or suppressed. Casting knock suppresses it for 10 minutes. Can we make sure there's no one else in the room first? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. I, th- I thought it was empty, but uh, yes. Uh, and the object is more difficult to break while affected by the lock. Uh, the DC to break it or pick any locks on it increases by 10. Uh-huh. What's the duration of that spell again? Uh, until dispelled. Just until dispelled. No time limits. Yep. Yep. All right. Cool. Um, yep. You, like, a little magical padlock symbol appears on the door. In For a moment, it just disappears. And the, it seems like the door seems no different from normal, but you can just sense the magic now. It should keep out the pesky people who might wander in while we're rummaging. Let's get rummaging. Yeah. All right. Do you open the box? What what box do you open? I, mean, the, I assume the one that says bards on it. Yeah. Fair. As you open it, the first note you see on top is spend less money next year. Underlined, bolded, red text <laughs> with several angry, frowny, frowny faces around it. Oh dear. Someone's in trouble? Looks like it. Um, is there anything specific you want to look for, or do you just want to look for suspicious? I think, like, costings? And... Who suggested them? Yeah, maybe any, like, correspondence as well. Yeah. Uh, sure. Give me, like, whoever wants to give me an investigation. Or, yeah. Yeah, no, this is active. Little group investigating. Yeah, my investigating is shocking. 24. 10, somehow. <laughs> yeah, somehow, damn. That somehow is I rolled a 2. Oh, nice, we have the same modifier. Dice curse. <laughs> Dice curse. Yeah, I'm going to use a different one for the next roll. Does Flora check, or no? Uh, we'll see if she finds anything. 4. <laughs> Flora has picked up the... The lid of the box and is looking at very, looking at it very int- intently, looking for a secret compartment behind in the middle of the lid. Just got some tape stuck in her hand. She's a bit distracted trying to get it out. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, um, Merrick, you got a ten, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you rifle through the paper and you you find some normal-looking things, letters back and forth to the agent of the bard, who is named Neriman. The, the, person, the person who recognized Oscar got their name correct, Neriman. Uh, discussing, like, dates, tr- dates, cost. The, the letters sent from the city are all signed by Quithro. Um, Caius, you... No, you noticed what you pick one of the letters, and something's a little off about it. There's an extra, extra hidden layer to the letter. 
Is it like subtext or coded language? Uh, more, you could just see just the faintest shimmer of other letters. Like they're, they're, the letter, the normal written text is just there. But if you squint in like the white lines between them, you can see some other markings, just barely different color. Uh, I'm going to make my little claw go very, very cold, casting Frostbite. Uh, and try and chill the paper to see if cooling the, the the page down will show whatever the letters I'm missing are. Uh, damn, you've maybe... That is not what I expected, but... <laughs> mm, no, it's just a very cold page now. Um, did, did you say they were slightly shimmering? Uh, they're just, just a tad, tad different colour. Like, it's almost, almost like wet, but it's... Like wet but dry, just barely different, you know. Okay. Anyone got any other ideas or tricks for seeing secret letters, or think it might be magical? Do you have a means of warming it? I have produced flame. Oh, perfect! This is why we're a team. Exactly, because like I'm going to be honest, my, I was about to ask, does it smell vaguely lemony? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your passive? Your passive Yeah, you smell fakely lemony. Oh yeah, I know this. I know this trick. Produces <laughs> flame to have have it in, in my hand, and just sort of not touching the paper because flame. Um, and just runs it underneath the paper. Yeah, as you do, the letters, the space between the letters fills in with more letters, more text. That's. And also a smell of burned lemon fills the room a little. This new, this, this, this new text shows that the, um, the uh, Nerriman's agent was talking with uh, Quithro about potential rewards and how the money he offered was not enough. They wanted more. As you do the flame trick with the next, uh, next letter, Quithro uh, seems a little uncertain but he does at he does agree to whatever they want as with the stay with the line as long as no one gets hurt at the very end um do you keep reading do you uh one question i guess this acquiescence to paying more money is it like at the end of already having agreed on stuff and like paid like is this a sunk cost fallacy or is this just Quithro seemingly emptying the coffers to try and get an agreement? The normal text of the letters are talk are talking back and forth about almost inane things that shouldn't matter to a normal performer. Mm. But they have agreed on a price three letters back, and that price on just a couple thousand gold pieces is not brought up again in the secret second letters. They're talking about, um, they're alluding to prices from different coffers. Okay. So there's definitely something shady going on here. Mm. And we know that Quithro decided to invite this bard after seeing one of their shows. So they, Quithro could be compromised. When you say that, Mayrick, as Quithro pretends to like swoon, 
Flora starts like fanning with with her hand and laughing. Anyone who wants to, roll me an insight on like the letters and like the text. Oh, I'm good at insight. Why not? That was a terrible roll though. That's a ten. Dirty twenty. Six. I got three plus seven. Ironic how Oscar Breathrow's um, childhood friend is also the one who gets it right. Um, Quithrow, when he's responding, does not seem compromised or charmed in any way. He seems more like, you know, a corrupt politician, as as would do. Or think that uh, we're going to have to stop this show or don't like whatever is happening here. Are you suggesting sabotage? Good heavens, or think I am. Problems on purpose. Problems on purpose. <laughs> that was in character, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Flora likes chaos. In the distance, a little muffled because you are inside a building, you hear, like, all, all the normal, like, business sounds kind of quiet down, and then you, you hear, Ladies, gentlemen, and assorted other genders. Welcome to the 100-year anniversary festival. I am, um, I am Nerimin Island. I will be your entertainment for the rest of the afternoon. I think we need to go. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to stay transformed until we're out of the building, though, just to be on the safe side. That's fair. As you, um, as you leave the building, the guard's still posted there, but the... Uh, the alleyways of the festival square are there's still people around but noticeably less there's a lot of them standing in like the central eh, central spot and also smaller clumps around each small each stage around the whole festival also just for posterity i would have kept the lock on and the door locked so any of the evidence in there would be hopefully a little harder to sabotage by others (laughs) okay good to know thank you it is very tempting to burst onto the stage as mm-hmm. Quithrow and just, like, announce that it's can- cancelled, but he's probably out there. I, I mean, to be fair, that would get people distracted. Uh, do you want to? You can. I There's nothing saying you scant. I kind of want to. I'm just concerned about consequences. No, no, no. That's the other campaign. This is the one shot. Yeah. <laughs> what do people think? Live your best life. I, 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 I do have a question if you're not sure about doing that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, how far away from the stage are we and how big is the stage? Ah, uh, uh, you are at the edge of the festival. You could get, like, you need to walk for half a minute, maybe a minute, if a minute, half a minute if you jog a little to get to, like, the, the center. Roughly in feet, how far away is it? I am fucking terrible at distance and those things. That would be like 250 feet, right? So Okay, can't reach that then. Yeah, that's about. But like, as the crow flies, probably shorter, like, more like 150 feet as the... 100, 150 feet as the crow flies. Oh, okay, not close enough for what I was thinking then. Mm, Alas. Sounds like you're on stage, Merrick. Get on stage. As you go, I'm gonna strap a little twig bracelet on you 
uh, and cast Enhance Ability for Eagle's Splendor. Excellent. Uh, so you have advantage on charisma checks. Is Queethrow anywhere to be seen? Uh, you don't particularly spot him. He's not in a crowd, he's not on any of the stages, but it's also just a triton among a lot of different people, where a bunch of them are triton. Okay, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run up on stage and say, what am I gonna say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my immediate thought was like, oh, there's been a bomb threat, but this is fantasy world, that's probably not a thing. Oh, I mean, bombs exist! Well, dragon threat, right? It's already been talked about. Yes. Yeah. I run up on stage and say, I'm sorry, everyone. There's been a dragon spotted heading this way. Everyone needs to get inside now. I assume this is a deception roll. Well, go ahead. Roll deception for me. Question. Would us, would us screaming in panic and or saying, oh, oh my God, we saw that help at all? Would that count as a help action? I'm not... I'm gonna say it won't. Ah, fair enough. Uh, As you run upstage, still disguised as Queethrow, Neramin, while still continuing to play their uh, their ditty on their violin, turns to you and smiles. And as you are about to say there has been a dragon spotted, uh, Neramin interrupts you. Oh... Look, everyone, we're having, a, we're having a fun little trickster surprise. They play a, a, a very quick chord, and your illusion melts off of you, and you are uh, married again. Okay. On stage. Oh, shit. In which case, I say, I was hoping pretending to be a council member would help, but there genuinely is a dragon coming. And that was a 22 on deception. Some people do panic. There is actually, like, some people looking around worriedly, but they're also in the middle of a concert audience, and they can't really move unless the whole crowd moves and starts trampling. Naraman faces the crowd again. People, people, there is no dragon. There's, it's a festival day. We, nothing would ruin our fun. Dragons have no respect for festivals. <laughs> I have fought several. Dragons famously care about your schedule. I'm gonna touch my uh, Tinker's tools to a little rock or twig, uh, and it's going to erupt in noise of the sound of a distant roaring dragon. <laughs> ah, I see our special effects theme is working. Don't worry, people. We have secured the up- utmost security for this thing. Speaking of, I think you don't belong on stage. And he points his uh, bow at Merrick and plays a fun little ditty. Please give me a, uh, make a strength saving throw. Strength? Um, is this a, a charming effect that they're making this against, or? No. Okay, just normal magic. Normal magic. Darn. Um... Okay, I mean, that's still a natural 20 for a 19. Yeah, you pass as you feel the gust of wind spell blasted around you. Oh. So he plays some really loud screeching screeching sound and a gust of wind just rushes past you and tries to push you off the stage. 
you you dig your heels into the wood and bear, just barely manage to stay on. Oh, feisty now, are we? I, I really didn't expect that. Let's see how you like this. And he starts to play a song. How musically inclined is Mayrick? Um, not at all. All right. You don't recognize the song, but you do notice. Your limbs start to dance. You start to... You're starting to dance. And everyone else is too. As... Also, um, that includes Oscar and uh, Flora and everyone else in the crowd. Suddenly, all of them are dancing. A few people start laughing at first, but then they look around. They, they notice everyone's dancing. No one's pushing them. They try to stop. They can't. Someone screams out, Help! I can't stop! Help! And chaos erupts. Everyone's screaming. No one's moving, because they're all dancing. Neramin. I would like to draw my swords. Can you draw your sword? Uh... Sword dancing is a thing? True. <laughs> I mean, you can still make attack rolls when under it. It's just with um, disadvantage. So I assume I can... Swords? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't say anything. It's just no movement. Okay. You draw your sword. Swords. Nero Min just laughs. Oh, please. I'm not going to get close enough. And while playing, just hops, hops off the stage and uh, starts, starts walking towards the lake. The crowd's parting before him. I would like all of you to make a wisdom saving throw to stop the dancing. Uh, nat 20 plus 3. 5. 12. A nat 20, a 5, and a 12. Oh boy. Nat 20 plus 3. Yeah, so 23. Yeah, in case that helps. I mean, a nat a 20 was already enough. I don't know what the DC is. I'm just covering my bases. Yeah, fair. Oh, hang on. Was this a charm effect? Because didn't that matter for you, Mary? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, does, um, does Otto's Irresistible Dance count as a charm? It is an enchantment. I think it's just literally being charmed. Oh, no, wait. Creatures that can't be charmed are immune to the spell, which implies it is charming, which means I should have advantage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I'm also immune to charm because of um, the... because of nature's ward from Druid. Ah, okay. So I'm immune to being charmed. Sorry, I should have checked. Okay, that saving throw was a 20. That also passes... The centaur was the only one not dancing, which would have been a humorous sight to see a centaur dance. But, alas. I, 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 I am just imagining, you know, the, like, um, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, what's the, the horse show one where they're just... Dressage? Dressage, yeah. Just dressaging on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if I'm shaking this off, I'm running towards this guy with both of my swords... Yeah, Flora is also making her way over. Oscar's vibing. Meanwhile, Oscar is still just dancing. Yeah, they're, they're like voguing. And just picturing a beaver do the Macarena. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah Macarena into like Madonna style Vogue. <laughs> Amazing! What a combo! Yeah. Tail something to the beat. You know the tails somehow getting incorporated. There were no tail dance moves for Macarena. There, there are now. 
It's the beaver macarena. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe in this world the macarena is a beaver folk dance. Yep. yep. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> DM says canon. Yeah. <sighs> right. So, as you move towards Naramin, who is still parting the crowd, who close again, who close behind him again, blocking your path, two of the other bards approach. They they are also playing their instruments, and they look annoyed that you that you can't, aren't dancing anymore. Meanwhile, Oscar's still there. Could I ask what the main bard's violin is made of? Uh, I mean, it's it's wood, some gold inlay, the sh- string material, you know, sheep cut or cat cut. Okay. Uh, can I heat metal the gold inlay? Uh, That's um. I mean, you could, but he's not touching any of those, and you can. Didn't you say the bow was silver? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll make the bow uh, super hot. Uh, any creature in physical contact takes 2d8 fire damage when I cast it, uh, and if they're holding it, uh, they've got to take a con save or drop it. Uh, and if they don't drop it, they have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. What? Are you casting it at second level or up, up casting? Uh, just second level. Uh, you grab your tinkerer's tools and you focus on the silver bow that Neramin is still very actively playing with. Want, willing it to heat up. And it does. For a moment. And then you feel the effect of negation magic. He counterspells. Oh. Well, that's just mean. How far away are we from Theremin? Um, well, he's moving at just a solid, rapid space, so he's by now 60 feet away from the stage. Uh, Mayrick would be just off the stage, like five feet, and then blocked by the crowd, which counts as difficult terrain, or... and. I don't know how close Flora or uh, Oscar were before. Flora started moving at the same time as um, Neriman got off the stage. Yeah, but uh, how far away would you have? Would you be at the back of the crowd, at the front of the crowd? Would you be near the stage? I, I mean, I was assuming we would have all tried to get to the front. All right, yeah. Um, you'd, as a horse, you can much more easily push people forward. So you'd be... Around 10 feet from the stage, 50 feet from Nerebin, Oscar's still dancing, and two bards of wearing the same clothes as Nerebin stand in front of you. They play some music to part the, part the crowd a bit to get a sort of arena, and I want everyone to roll initiative. Tales of Morterra is created and GM'd by Liz Blake, with editing by Mario Panaghetti and featuring music by Nick Blake. Check out our Tumblr at morterra.tumblr.com for more information on the world of Morterra, links to episode transcripts, and to join our Discord community. If you'd like to help support the show, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash morterra.